You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one. Asher! Never seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards. Toast. Uh, I'm ice watering tonight, uh, so. Got the water. I'm killing Post. the roast. I'm Can't finishing. Even give me a German R. I finished the uh, last of my John Wick Woodford. Double oaked. That's what this is. Nice. So, yep. All right. Welcome to Fuel by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. And we what are up, jo- though? Oh, we are sorry. joined. <laughs> I used to get to say hi. You used to get to say hi, but then we had Madison decide to join us again. <laughs> hi, Josh. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, well. We are pretty much going to wrap up turkey season with with us uh, unless we can get Pierce on here at some point to talk about his turkey tour and Jacob Emery to kind of come back on and talk about his turkey tour that he did. Um, I don't know that you'll get him to talk about turkeys. For yeah, a hot he's a I was, little bitter. He's I, man. I would be, too. I'd be I'd be pissed. <laughs> If you didn't kill a bird in every single state, he got no, he got um, he two got birds bird. and his, yeah. his little one killed a bird, and it's still pretty cool. Got to go to Wyoming, yeah, he'll be fine, yeah, he'll be all right. We killed what eight or nine last year, uh, I think that might have been the year before, I think that was 2020. I think, yeah, that was that was the full on COVID turkey slaughter, yeah. yeah, yep, man, you aren't kidding, yeah freaking collages nuts all right so ohio birds i think it only fair that josh luck lead this off with his first ever long beard swinging story of (laughs) killing a tom so josh tell us about your ohio long beard man well so as chris was alluding to this was my first ever long beard um, prior to this turkey, I had killed killed a few jakes, um, but my goal this year was to really, really tag a long beard. Um, I, I missed out on Ohio's opening weekend. My wife was graduating grad school, and then we went down to Nashville and uh, visited her parents for a few days. So actually, I missed the first, what was it, four days of season? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah I missed Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And we had like phenomenal weather. <clears throat> and I didn't find out I was going to miss the entire weekend until like five days before the season. So I was. Uh, Oof, my goof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh, a little devastated. My, my wife forgot to tell me that we were going to go to Nashville. And I was like, oh. And I had. Uh, she hates him. She hates you. And she loves those birds, doesn't she? That's exactly it. She's just trying to <laughs> save the turkeys in her own way. <laughs> she's doing her part um oh, yeah so it was i wanted to go to uh my father's property he had uh helped him kill his first long long beard there last year um he i didn't have a chance to scout so i didn't really know if there were birds in the area he had said he had seen some hens back in the small field where he killed his long beard last year and uh there is a we still have 
a camera out on that property is actually set up on a on a scrape for deer um but it's in a small opening and i had i'd shown you guys the photos i had actually caught a long beard on there strutting the week prior to season so i kind of knew there was a bird around there but there's also neighboring fields and they could really end up anywhere so anyway so i didn't get to hunt ohio until wednesday so day five of the season so i went in somewhat blind, um, set up in the same small field uh, that I set up with my father in last year. And I put a, put a little pop-up blind up, had some decoys set out, maybe 15, 20 yards in front of me. And I was just kind of waiting for daylight just to hear anything. And I was actually pleasantly surprised um, as you know, I started getting daylight, started hearing some birds. They were all on the neighbors. Um, I had, I, I thought it was a Jake. It, it may very well cut up, but I had this bird going insane over to the left of me on the neighbor's property. I mean, he was just hammering. And I think I showed you guys part of that video. I mean, he's just every like few seconds just going to town. Um, so I had him go off to my left. He was way over on the neighbors and I heard one faint gobble, another one um, over on that neighbors as well. And then, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, I heard a couple more birds, but they were on a different neighbor's property. So I was, my location was kind of in the middle in between these two groups of birds. So I was, I was optimistic, but I was like, man, I mean, they had other fields on those properties that they could have easily gone to. Um, so I start calling, um, just on, you know, some soft hen yelps, stuff like that. And then I actually had a hen start going off, like right on the line of her property. She was not far from me at all. I got her to start talking back. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and piss her off essentially and see if I can get her to come in this field. Cause you know, what's better than a fake decoy is a live hen decoy. Absolutely. That was my thought. <laughs> so, so I get going and I get her pissed off and she's like talking back to me and then I thought she was on the ground where she sounded. She was actually still in the tree and she actually pitched down in the field in front of me and like caught me by surprise. I sent, I sent you guys the clip of that. I'm sitting mm -hmm. there like, Oh shit, here she comes. <laughs> but uh, she pitches down in the field in front of me and she's like just manning around eating. I like softly call to her and get her to talk a little bit out there. And maybe, maybe 20 minutes goes by and I, those gobblers that I heard had stopped. I hadn't heard them in a while. I'm sitting there just watching this hen do her thing, filming her. And then all of a sudden, about 40 or 50 yards back behind me to my left, this, this gobbler just sounds off like, Paul, you know, scared. How was that again? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm not good at the Paul. I am With not the ball to bang to bang, diggy diggy. <laughs> <laughs> was it Kid Rock? It was the kid rock of gobblers, yes. <laughs> but anyway, he goes off, scares the heck out of me. Like, I do that, like, jump, like, oh, God, he's right there. Because he sounded like he was right on top of me. I get, like, turned around to the left, and I could just see his head in his brush. And he's, like, five to eight yards off the field line in the trees. So I'm, like, watching him. And then he, like, goes over this little lip. I lose track of him. He ends up popping out 
uh, maybe about 30 yards in front of me on the left side of this field. And he, he didn't strut or nothing. He came just like trotting into the decoys. And let me tell you, I got real excited because I just saw that long beard just flapping in the wind. I was like, Oh God, this is, this is the bird. Um, he, it was, it was pretty cool. I hadn't seen this before, but he, he came right into the decoys, got all up in the Jake's Jake decoys face flogged at once. And, um, whenever we get this video out i did not set up my decoys the best uh, because my line of fire our house is probably like 120 yards behind it <laughs> so i'm like waiting for this bird to go like five yards left or right because there is a knoll on the other side of the field where there's a pond i'm like man i was afraid he was going to get you know kind of itchy and, and run off but he ends up going to the left a little bit and he's not like his head isn't up, his head is down. And I have a shot to where that knoll is is blocking anything behind it. And he he gave me a shot and I took it. And I was jacked. So did he drop like a sack of potatoes like everyone else's did that you got shot by Aaron's TSS? I mean, he dropped, but he definitely like was flopping around a little bit. Not like Chris's Kentucky bird where it dropped and didn't move at all. Right. When, because I was, like I said, if I would have set my decoys up properly, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened, but I had to wait for him. Like I couldn't shoot him when his head was like fully popped up straight. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of down. And as I shot, he turned away a little bit. So I got like wing and lower neck. I might've got some pellets in the head, but he flopped around for a little bit. I, I ran out there and uh, dispatched him pretty quickly. Good. But that was that was a heck of a bird. I was, I was stoked. I think, um, what did we measure that beard at Chris? 11, 11 and an eighth. Uh, yeah. I want to say that was an 11 and an eighth beard and one and one five sixteenth spurs. Yep. Yep. For my first, uh, long beard. That was a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one, man. That's, that's, impressive. uh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just saying. That'll do. <laughs> that'll that'll hang on a limb or some barbed wire or whatever you wanted to pretty much it had really good hooks um yeah i didn't <clears throat> so I, those were the largest hooks i had seen on a bird in person uh i didn't realize how sharp they can get i went to pick up that bird and i, I must have not been paying attention but my, he got me in my palm it like no problem like dude it's right yeah. in there, there are things in this world that you don't think are going to be that sharp. Like, you know, a, a turkey spurs, uh, you, you look at him like, oh, they're not going to be that bad. But like a bluegill's fins like on the back of them uh, and, and, you know, anything like that, we're like, it won't be that sharp. And then you immediately find out how sharp it is because you're in immediate pain when it happens. Yeah, it was the like a gill damn plate. scalpel. Oh, the, the gill, gill plate, plate on, on a, a striper. striper. Oh, my God. Well, like like a scalpel just like slice you straight <laughs> It'll open literally like cut right through you yep not not ouch like, like surgically yeah then you realize you're bleeding um yeah. later out where, where'd all this red come from <laughs> yep <laughs> that's pretty badass dude um i was pumped for you you sent that video i about went through the roof um Whoops. Well, especially because at that point you had already foregone the Kentucky starter too, or a starter. Yeah. Kentucky yeah, opener. opener. 
the opener in Kentucky and you had forego like you had to kind of forego the Ohio opener. So, I mean, it only seems fair that you're rewarded with like an awesome bird. Yeah, I was, I was pretty fortunate. I, after I messaged you guys, I messaged my dad. I'd only been there an hour. And funny thing was, so as I was going down the road towards their house, I actually passed my father as he was heading to work and I stopped and pulled off the side of the road and he pulled off and we rolled down our windows and he looked at me and I just looked back at him. I was like, I'm going to go kill that damn bird. (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, he was like, okay, good luck. And then he went on to work. And then an hour later or so I messaged him the picture of that bird. He called me. He was like, did you really kill that bird? I was like, yeah, I told you I was going to kill a bird. That's That's awesome. awesome. That's so cool. I was pumped, dude. Still am. Uh, I'll be excited to get together and do a little bit of uh, turkey tail taxidermy and stuff with you. Play around with that thing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to take a second to tell you about all our other content. If you're on Facebook, head on over to the Fueled by the Outdoors Facebook page. We currently have over 18,000 members of people who love the outdoors, from the mobile hunter all the way to the hiking enthusiast. Come interact and talk all things outdoors with a robust community of people. Fan of product reviews, fishing, hunting videos? Go check out the Fueled by the Outdoors YouTube channel. If there's any topic or content you would like for us to cover, just send us a message. And if you like what you're seeing and hearing, then hit that join or subscribe button. We hope all our content fuels your passion for the outdoors. So Chris, you killed one as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. So we have some friends of the family. It was funny because I completely forgot I had permission to hunt this farm. Or, well, not really so much permission, but that there were turkeys on it. Um, so I've only turkey hunted there a couple of times really. And, uh, last year I went and I struck a gobbler once, but after that, like I couldn't buy a gobble and it's pretty small. It's only like 36 acres. Yeah. So, and they have a yard, a garden, a pond, a shed, their house right in the middle of it. So it's basically like, uh, a square of woods that you basically hunt the perimeter. Like there's okay. not, you know, it doesn't get very deep. I, th- I think you could probably go 125 yards at it's, you know, super deep point mm-hmm. um, on one side. And the rest is literally like 50, 50 to 75 yards deep. It's oh, nothing. Geez. Yeah. So, and it's bordered by ag fields. So I'm like, yeah, this is going to be stupid. They're going to fly down into that field and not care about me at all. But uh, I scouted a couple of times. Well, I roosted a couple of times okay, just to see where they were roosting. And they were roosting probably within about 150 yards from the, uh, the – private line the private land line uh, uh property line property line um trying to say words so uh i liked that i heard two different gobblers the landowner said he had had some turkeys in his yard and there were two toms and 
couple of jakes and some hens. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that sounds good. So, but yeah, it's tough for me to ever believe landowners because they all see big bucks and, you know, all this. And then you see the buck they saw and you're like, oh, that's a two-year-old, bro. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> so that's not the one I'm after, but we won't talk <clears throat> about that guy. Um, so I went there the night before the opener and both birds were roosted. They were roosted relatively far apart. And I absolutely loved that. So I marked where the bird farthest to the right was and decided that in the morning I was going to try to get between them. And when I went in there in the morning, I, st- I got to looking around. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to be close to this property line or, you know, my chances are going to be way down and I need to find a hole in the fence. Anybody that knows turkeys knows that a bird, even deer, but you know, birds are lazy. They don't want to fly or climb or anything. If they've got, you know, that square gauge fence, which is what's there um, in their way, they'll go way around it or just not cross the damn fence. So I found a hole in the fence where it was relatively open on the property. I did not have permission on where the birds were and on the property I had permission on. So I set up a blind, which I hated, but that was pretty much my only option. Mm -hmm. Uh, This place is flat and holds water. Like you can't imagine it's nearly a swamp. Um, In fact, in the video, you'll watch my bird, like basically fall down right on the water's edge. Um, So I didn't want to have to deal with mosquitoes. There's no way I was going to sit there for a couple of hours and have mosquitoes buzzing. And can I interject something on this? (laughs) Like the mosquito thing. I've, I have hunted turkeys. I feel like pretty decently hard the past five years. And like, I just, I do not run into this mosquito issue ever like you've been hunting kentucky the last five years and ohio a couple times like it's just like i don't ever run into it and like even hunting like river bottoms in kentucky like i don't run into this issue where there's freaking mosquitoes everywhere so me and josh hunted the river bottoms at a unmentionable place in kentucky and Mm -hmm. we didn't run into mosquitoes but Mm -hmm. when you go to the farm where i was it's flat and holds water. Okay. There's, if it's like, if it's 50 plus degrees outside, get ready. And it was, it was actually (laughs) a gorgeous day. I think it was like 80 or so. Yeah. That was was Mm -hmm. opening day, right? It's the most unseasonably warm day I've ever experienced, but I was jacked for it. So that was the 22nd. Is that right? 23rd. It was Cade's birthday. Cade's birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I didn't, I I don't, I like thermocells. I don't believe that they work that great. um, Oh, when you're not in a blind, I've had them work very well outside of a blind. Really? Yes. Actually, when I went hog hunting in Florida, the very first time they had recommended a thermocell, I did not take one. 
<laughs> After that morning, we went straight to Bass Pro and picked up thermocells. Yep. Now there, they were so bad it did take two. Oh sure. Um, but it made a it made a huge difference. Absolutely. But I would say that more than likely, and I could be wrong here, but it seems like when you're not on the ocean in Florida, they don't believe in wind down there. <laughs> That's um, correct. <laughs> um, from what I found anyways, and here, like, I don't know, it gets so breezy. If, if there's just enough breeze to blow your stuff in a direction and it's swirly, then you're kind of screwed. I don't know. I'm not a, now don't get me wrong. Can it handle a few mosquitoes? You know, when you're deer hunting in the early season, yeah, like it, it does great. But when it's turkey season and there's been water on the ground for a while, I have zero. And, and the mosquitoes at this place, I'm telling you, they're mm. atrocious. So I'll just say that uh, I did not want to have to, I didn't want to fail because of mosquitoes. So I took a blind. So that way I could control things a little bit. Um, I prefer to run and gun. If I use anything, I use those little stake blinds, as you guys know. Yep. So um, just to hide your legs and maybe like part of your tripod or something. So uh, camera tripod, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I start to set up the blind and the bird starts hammering. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. Come on. So. I get the blind set up. I get the decoys set up and uh, I get into the blind. And I think, I think I was in the blind for like two minutes and the bird flew down. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I wanted to be able to offer a little bit more calling than what I did. And I did just a little bit. And uh, then I always tie fishing line to my decoy, my Jake strutter. And, uh, it's got like the real Turkey fan and everything on it. And well, <laughs> I pulled too much basically. So you got to keep it in a certain position so you can go back and forth. If you pull it too much one way, you can't pull it back the other. Um, and that happened. Nice. So I just sat there jiggling the bird <laughs> here and there, making it look like a breeding Jake. That is so, not going to the bathroom by anybody's standards either. Right. Jiggling the bird is not code. Jiggling my Jake. <laughs> I gotta go jiggle my Jake. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. That's a bumper sticker or something. So uh Maybe we can get Dave Smith decoys to sponsor us for that. So, yeah. so I'm jiggling my Jake. And uh I I was using that new nail call that Bob had made for me. I, yeah. I got an old coaster. Um, and used it and, uh, it sounded pretty good. I did a little fly down cackle and had a hen talking to me and, uh, she didn't really care though. I tried to fire her up and she didn't care. She was a, a deep old raspy thing. So the gobbler, his interest kind of rose a little bit though. And I read that. So I, I kind of gave him a little cutting sequence and um, not a crazy one though and he cut me off so I waited a minute or two and then I started into a cutting sequence and he gobbled and I cut him off 
and got louder and more excitable uh, to trail off uh, at the end there. And he double gobbled. Well, one of them, I don't know which one did. The gobblers had met up at that point and the one gobbler double gobbled and the other triple gobbled. And at that point, I, I literally just set my call off to the side and put everything down, got the camera ready and got my gun, you know, got the, mm-hmm. the gun up and ready to go. And I think I sat there for maybe 90 seconds and I caught movement up ahead and I'm like, Oh dang, here he comes. And his buddy was right behind him. He came in, uh, strutting and, um, I wish like hell I would have had a little more patience and got more footage and better footage, but I was excited. I didn't have a bird at this point. It was Ohio's opener. And I knew that I had a bunch of stuff going on this spring. And all I had basically was the weekends. And then I had one day that my wife was taken off. Um, She takes off every year, May 4th, 5th, 6th, somewhere around there. She'll take the kids to the doctor and I'll go turkey hunting. Um, So I shot the bird. He crosses the fence and I shoot him. Uh, I think I had the decoys at five steps and I shot him at nine steps. Um, It was super close. He was on the move. I hit him a little low, but he literally like, as you see in the video, just drops and then yeah. his head comes up for a second and then he's just done like no flopping, no nothing. Um, I didn't, I didn't ever measure the burden spears. I honestly didn't give a shit. Um, it was a Spurs? mature. Did you say it, bird well, and spears? Were you uh, trying to say Britney Spears? Britney Spears loves me. I'm sorry. I swear. Bird, I've got beard, proof right here. This is water. The beard and spurs. Um, the beard and spurs. Jeez, Chris, I'm tired. Cade woke up this morning at 4 a.m., so um, I've been awake since. Um, He went back to sleep, but I did not. So the beard and spurs, I'm wondering why I got the dirty look from you guys, like the confused look. So uh, maybe that's another T-shirt. Oh, my God. So I never measured the beard and spurs. Uh, the spurs, I would have to guess at probably an inch and an eighth, something like that. They're nothing crazy. Um, and then the beard, I would probably put in that ten and a half range. He was he had a good beard, um, but again, I was just over the moon that I got a long beard. Uh, you know, no over season. Mm-hmm. I got him on film. He came right in and it was, I killed him. I think it was like 648 AM. So it was Uber early. And then I headed down to Bruce's to try to do two States in one day. And I came pretty close. You did, but, but no cigarettes. So, uh, but it was an awesome day. got to hang out with you later and mm-hmm. celebrate my son's first, first birthday. Your, your godson, my godson. Yeah. Which Josh, that doesn't mean he gets custody if me and Erica die. <laughs> so we're clear. Josh, that's what Josh thought. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not that's just like a like a guardianship thing, man. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not in the will or anything like that. <laughs> so um, but anywho, yeah, that's the story of our yeah. our uh, Ohio mm-hmm. birds. It was a blast and um 
we look forward to doing some really cool things um, that I still haven't talked to either of you about yet. That Wonderful. You're probably yell at me about. <laughs> um, Is it happening in like three days? No, no it'll be later. You're going to, you're going to hate me and like me. Well, that, that that's good. Well, yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting to me that two of the people on this podcast right now killed birds in Ohio and two of the people on this podcast killed birds in Kentucky. Um, You know, the reality of, you know, declining Turkey numbers is certainly there. If you look at, um, you know, Ohio just released their final numbers. I think it was yesterday. And I think it was, I, I, I don't remember not final because season's not over. Well, no, but like, I mean, you're right. It ends. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be over. Right. Uh, not the North zone. North zone goes to when the 26th. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the week, week up, we close down here this weekend, this weekend. That- that's what it is. So there's still, a, there's still a couple weekends left or after when this airs, it'll be one weekend. But mm-hmm. reality being is that a lot of guys are saying they aren't seeing bird numbers. A lot of guys aren't, are, are saying like, they're not hearing the amount of birds. A lot of guys are saying, you know, it's just not the same. And if you look at the Turkey numbers that Ohio put out uh, this past week, I, and they're low, obviously I want everyone to remember also, Part of the reason that they're low is because you can only take one bird this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that the overall population has, you know, completely went <clears throat> in the toilet and that they're not around anywhere. Now, certainly somebody told me that only 14 percent of people who bagged a bird took a second bird. See, I had heard that, too. And like the question I have with that is, you know, it, you know, how regular is that? Was that just last year? Is that every year? Right. Like I, I, I want, I want, I would but, love to see the analytics surrounding that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be and, and, and if, if that's a common thing, then I think the ODNR is absolutely stupid for doing that fall season. rather that. Yeah. Stupid for doing a fall season yep. and just going to one bird. <laughs> um, and, and furthermore, we need to start doing something, you know, they need like an earn a, earn a gobbler, earn a beard, you know, like yeah. you, you need to, um, kill X amount of coons or something, you know, whatever mm-hmm. to be able to kill, to hunt a Turkey. Like, well, like there, there's, there's this, there's this thought there that again, like, and I, I get it. Like people say like, you shouldn't shoot Jake's. You shouldn't shoot Jake's. And like, I get it. Like, you know, you don't want to shoot your Jake's. So you have two year olds the following year. The The problem with that theory is the same as everyone used to say is like, well, you don't want to shoot does. You don't want to shoot does because that's going to hurt the population. It's like the reality of what it is with birds though. It is the opposite. You don't want to kill hens when you have a lack of a population, especially when only a third of a third of the birds out of the nest end up, you know, moving to adulthood to begin with, you know, certainly, you know, a Jake is a viable breeding um, bird and a gobbler is going to run them off more times. Not unless you got like a pack of five of them and they beat the living hell out of a gobbler. But, you know, I, I think, 
from from a DNR perspective, you know, you you start looking at states of like what what has happened. Um, I think that you're going to start seeing a lot more of doing away with fall seasons, at least for probably the next, you know, three to four years, um, especially in Ohio. I just I just think that yeah. that's that's kind of the way that it's moving. I know in Kentucky, they're looking at reducing the number of birds if they haven't already um, from four to two in the in the fall. And, um, you know, Kentucky's numbers were down this year. Like there's no, there are no bones about it. Like the numbers were down. Uh, they were a 12 year low, like seasons closed out. It was a 12 year yeah. low. I think there were a yeah. lot of States that were low. Um, I have the Ohio numbers pulled up here. So Ohio's wild turkey hunters harvested 10,734 birds through Sunday, May 15th. Okay. So this was like the last number. So the three year average from, 2019, 2020, and 2021, using the same dates, is 15,538. During the 2021 season, the number checked was 13,365. So okay. last year, right, it was, you were still out two birds. There was, it was definitely less than the average. Um, but so there's only realistically between this year and last year, there's like a 3,000 number difference, but I would kind of expect that if you're only allowed one bird. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see how they do the analytics and just breaking it down. Well, and certainly like, you know, I, I want to trust the science on all this stuff. You know, when you, when you stopped allowing does to be harvested on public land, after a certain point for what was that three to four years in Ohio, guess what happened? Numbers jumped backed up. Yep. But like they, they jumped backed up, but backed up. I can't talk. They jumped back up. I'm talking like Britney Spears over here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They jumped back up and uh, you know, I, I I want, I want to see that happening. I think also that like you kind of created not there's a false sense of security with some of these birds, because I think for a very long time, we were over carrying capacity in a lot of areas with birds. I just, I feel like that's, you know, kind of one part of this cascading effect of, you know, what may be affecting Turkey populations. Um, You know, we were in the good old days a decade ago. It's just, it was a fact. Like you could go out in every field and you were going to see a ton of birds. And I just don't think you're going to see that um anymore to the levels that you were doing it's kind of like if you go to southern kentucky for deer season you are going to see um very limited amounts of deer that have antlers on them because there's only antler only seasons down there but if you come up here you're more than likely going to see more of them just because of how deer are managed in certain places um you know it, it it is what it is at this point but I, I, I'd like to see the DNR data, especially out of Ohio and some of these other states that are going to this, you know, one bird spring to, you know, see how it has kind of a trophic effect overall in the yeah. following years. Oh, well, that was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll take a handful of years, I think, before you can actually see the benefits of what they're implementing now. Yeah. But that's why they do it. Yes. Yep. So, I would agree. So, any concluders, guys? 
Man, I'll let Josh go first. Oh, I'm going first. I was not expecting that. Okay, concluders. Turkey season is wrapping up. Um, we all had a pretty good season uh, as we kind of, you know, reviewed in the last couple episodes. But now, I know, Chris, we just passed your favorite time of year, but we are now entering into my favorite time of the year. Getting into Fishing summer. season, right? Fishing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your favorite time of the year, Rick. My favorite time of the year is... Uh, but yeah, we're entering into my favorite time of the year, which is deer scouting, deer season, um, which I'm sure we'll hit on in some upcoming episodes. But yeah, I've, my concluder is if you are done hunting turkeys, I would start that prep for deer season. I have already done so. Uh, I've actually been out scouting some as well. So I'm starting to get in the swing of things. Okay. Amen to that. Chris? Ooh, man. Uh I'm going to go a little different route here. Um, I would encourage anyone that lives in a state that can shoot egg eaters, such as possums, skunks, uh, raccoons um, during the summer. I know like Florida, they don't have a season. I'm pretty sure like you can shoot them whenever go, go take a couple nights go to where you hunt, put in some work. And, you know, if you need to throw out bait or whatever, run a dog, run some traps, whatever, it doesn't matter. Go kill some coons, possums, whatever, and get them out of there. People just aren't hunting them anymore. Um, Josh and I did a 10 mile day and we found lots of eggs, lots of eggshells out in the roadways and i mean and luckily this is kentucky if that was ohio i'd be shitting a chicken like there there would there'd be a way less birds so um go out and and govern yourselves um don't wait for the dnr to tell you this is good and this is bad go go do what we know needs to be done if you can improve nesting habitat um do whatever you can to help turkeys what the hell are you laughing at with, me for within, within legal means thank you thank you for saying that <laughs> you said within, govern your govern yourselves it's like within legal means please within legal hey, means take up obviously. arms <laughs> take up arms guard the gate oh man Awesome. So yeah. yeah, do whatever you can to help the wild turkey out. For those of you that are like me, that just live to hear those little bastards gobble. You're not going to hear them gobble if you don't do something. So get up and and go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I concur with both those points. Uh, my concluder is if you have somebody that hasn't been out in the outdoors, that's new, go ahead and get them out in the outdoors. It's a perfect time of year to do it. Uh, pan fishing's getting ready to start. You can go take them on a hike while you deer scout, which is always a good thing to do. Uh, it's great for nature, seeing new kinds of stuff. If I had to pick one thing to kind of focus on, uh, it is we are nearing our mobile hunters expo uh, soon. We are almost, I mean, what, right about two, three months away. It's July, yeah. it's July 31st, the weekend of July months. 31st. So mm -hmm. we're a couple months away. 
It is going to be awesome. If you haven't already, please, please, please go buy your tickets. These will sell out. Um, there, it's going to be an awesome time. We have a lot of really cool stuff uh, going on. There's going to be a lot of really great vendors, some of whom you've heard on this podcast before, and we hope to have on the podcast prior to the show. So if you haven't already, uh, go to the liner notes in the podcast info, and we will put the link in there for you to purchase. So be that as it may, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. We've been your co-hosts, Rick Cates, Rick Cates, and Madison Luck. Uh, <laughs> that's what it says uh, on our that's screen. what it says on our screen rick cates christopher leppert and josh luck uh guys thanks for hanging out with us today uh have a great evening bye see you see you